Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming in, we've got the Aussie Open at the Australian coming up. Starts tomorrow. Uh, it's such a great event. It's a great golf course as well. And right now, it's great to have English professional Eddie Pepperell, former number 32 in the world, as our special guest. G'day, Ed. Good afternoon. How are you? Really well. How are you? How are you finding uh, Australia? How are you finding the Australian golf course? I'm enjoying my time. I've not been in Sydney very long, but from what I've seen, it's uh, obviously a great place. And um, right up my street, I think, given the amount of good food and wine and coffee on offer, um, the golf course as well is tremendous. First time I saw it this morning in the Pro-Am, and got to be honest, one of the best courses I've ever seen, so uh, in immaculate condition. So it's going to be a good uh, good test for us this week, and it's a pleasure to be down in Australia for the first time. Ah, so first time. You're 32 years of age and um, obviously been a professional for um, over a decade now, Ed, and, and you've never travelled to Australia or right, outside of the Gulf, and I'm sure all English people have their thoughts on Australia. Um, what, have, what have been your thoughts thus far? No, it's a great place. Obviously, the people are questionable, um, but uh, it's uh, great to be down here. Um, you know, like I said, a place like Sydney, uh, I like travelling to cities, and this is this is as good as it gets, I, I suppose. And um, you know, I'm down here with Jen, my partner, and, and we like travelling the world together, really, with my golf. And uh, we've been fortunate enough to go to some amazing places with it. But so this is, I would say, this is already tops the list. And and I'm hanging on as well next week for a few days um, to enjoy other other aspects as well. So uh, no, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh, lots to offer in old Sydney town. Lots to offer up in Brisbane. How'd you go up in, in Brisbane? Um, again, uh, with the golf and, and outside of the golf. Yeah, I didn't play very well last week. I um, yeah, I was a bit just yeah, a bit rusty and, and didn't play very good, I have to say. But I enjoyed my week nonetheless. And um, you know, I kind of reminded myself that as as much as I'm down here for the golf, I'm kind of down here just to enjoy, you know, Brisbane and Sydney too. So trying to remain, keep, keep a bit of perspective in check for me personally. Um, you know, this is the end of the season for me. I'm a bit tired, so I'm not, I'm trying not to lift my expectations too much with my golf and instead just, just focus on you know, having a nice time as well as being able to play obviously two great tournaments uh, as well. Yeah. It, I think what's really underappreciated, Eddie, is how challenging it is for athletes like golfers, like tennis players that, you know, it, it looks glamorous and, it, and it, you know, you get to play tennis and golf around the globe and, and that sounds fantastic. But essentially for about 40 or 45 weeks of the year, you live out of a suitcase. How challenging is the lifestyle of that professional golfer as opposed to the actual golf itself? Um, I think 
it depends. You can make it more challenging than it needs to be, and obviously, the more success you have, then that can take away a lot of stress in terms of you know the class of travel and, and the hotels and the places you eat. So, um, yeah, fortunately for me and my career, I've been able to you know, afford some nice things, and so the travel over time has become, you know, I'd say less stressful. Generally, having said that, I've, I'm I am getting a bit older, and although I'm not that old at 32, um, this is a good example. This trip, I, I hurt my back in my case down the stairs leaving for Dubai on the way here so I've been grappling right. with stiff back for like a week so it, you know it is things like travel and the long haul travel and the time differences and the different grasses for example that we play on as golfers there are lots of factors that I think fr- frankly explain why um, you know some players you know home players generally do better in the home to home events right um, it's actually yeah. something I'd love to see more golf played around the world globally because I think we would as a game we would see the very best players come to the fore because they would see whose games travel really well Historically speaking, mine's traveled terribly, so I might be out of a job, but, uh, you know, I'd enjoy it. I'd enjoy seeing it nonetheless. Has that been a feature of, of golf as well? We've seen uh, maybe over the last couple of decades, and maybe it was Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy extended it as well, the very physical um, preparation that golfers go through now, you know, where previously it was just hitting balls, but now there's a real physical component about preparing for your golf game. Has, have you noticed that change, been a part of that change over your decade or more professionally? Yeah, I have for sure. The, the kids coming through these days are more and more athletic than ever, than ever. They're swinging at speeds that we have never really seen. Obviously, we don't know what that's going to do to the longevity aspects of their career. You know, the beauty of golf professionally, as we've seen, is that you can play well into your 40s and 50s. Um, mm. I, you know, I have reservations about whether that's going to continue to be the case, given the way kids are swinging these days coming through. And we can kind of see that with already with players like Will Zalatoris having back injuries, you know, at a young age. So, That'll be interesting, but I think from the travel perspective, you know, the recovery aspect of things is becoming a bigger thing, isn't it? And uh, we hear Tiger talk about it all the time. And, and yeah. that, that, you know, there are ways more creative and, and innovative and modern ways to overcome travel and jet lag and this type of stuff. So, you know, there are some very, very professional young golfers really now on the scene and, and doing all the right things. And unfortunately, I'm not sure I could put myself into that bracket. You know, I like steak and red wine too much, and that might well be my <laughs> downfall, but I'll have a good time along the way at least. Yeah, no doubt. A 25-year-old Minwoo Lee was uh, excellent. He's one of these emerging golfers that you talk about. Uh, what was your thoughts on his performance last week up there in Brisbane? Um, listen, I didn't get to see a lot of it. Obviously, I was playing the first two days and I didn't watch any of the weekend, but Min's a fantastic player. Um, and I think what's most impressive about his game isn't as much as, as powerful as he is and as, as far as he hits the ball, it's his touch on and around the greens that impresses me most with Min. And I think that's what actually gives him the uh, the attributes to, to go on and become what I think he will become in the relatively near future. And that is one of the very best players in the world. So yeah. um, I think it's exciting for Australian golf that him and his sister actually are doing what they're doing. And it's a cool story. And, um, you know, I, I like following his progress because I think he's, a, he's an interesting guy as well and, and uh, he's doing it differently. Yeah. Uh, is he the player to beat? Cam Smith is desperate to have a better performance than he had in, in Brisbane last week, desperate to, to win this Australian Open. Do, do those two names sit atop for you? Um, I think uh, Min's obviously in great form, so he's, you know, you'd expect him to do well again this week. I think the Australian, the golf course itself, is quite demanding. So for Cam Smith to do well will, will be interesting to see. You know, Obviously, he struggled last week with his game. So to come to a place like this, probably you would assume relatively low on confidence or not playing as well as he can play. It will be an interesting step up to see, I'll say step up, it'll be interesting to see how he manages that given that his game's 
clearly not where it can be. That being said, he is obviously a brilliant player, so you, you wouldn't be surprised. But um, this is a pretty demanding golf course, I think, especially if the wind blows. So, uh, you, you know, you're going to see guys like me and, and Adam Scott and Cameron Davis and, and quite possibly Cameron Smith as well up the top of the leaderboard. It wouldn't surprise me uh, at all to see that. Yeah. Um, we were talking earlier on the program and it, and it came around Max Verstappen and, and what he was doing and um, whether he, he didn't turn up for the dinner and, and he didn't play for the dinner the year before with all these F1 um, contemporaries. And we talked about the relationship that people like drivers and tennis players and, and indeed golfers have with your fellow professionals. How, do, how, how would you describe it, Eddie? Do, do you go out of way to be friendly? Do you, do you care what they think of you? Is it, or is it really an isolation thing when, you, when it comes to touring the world and playing in golf tournaments? I think being a professional golfer, it's you know it's quite a solitary sport anyway. So um, by the time you get out here, you're used to being on your own. Um, so that's not a huge issue, I don't think, for most guys. That being said, uh, there are, there's obviously a spectrum within that too. So some players like to socialise more than others. I've, I'm fairly comfortable doing both. You know, I, I feel like I've always gotten on well with everybody. Um, you know, apart from maybe Lee Westwood on the last couple of years on, on social media, but uh, in, in person, I get on well with everyone for sure. And um, you know, it's good to do, do a mix of both, really. So uh, yeah, yeah, um, and and just oh, yeah, I was going to well, I wasn't really going to reference that, but Richard Bland came out with um, something, and you you chipped him on social media. But we've we've talked a lot, and we haven't seen much action around the coming together of the the PGA and the DP World Tour, and what's happening with Live Golf. Do you see uh, what's happening in the future? I think they've got till December thirty one that they can actually um, work it out and put some framework in place, and and then the the sport can move forward. I think that's certainly what um, all parties are looking to do, I guess. How workable it is is where the big question mark remains. And um, coming up with a solution that ultimately serves everyone's interest is just going to be very, very difficult, I, I think. And that, that was maybe always going to be the, the sticking point. You yeah. know, professional golf before Liv was having a hard time to some degree, you know, incorporating it within two tours, two major tours. So to chuck a third in there is, yeah, it's going to be difficult with all the demands and the commercial demands, especially on the players' shoulders these days. And, and also you've got huge time constraints on uh, somebody like Roy McIlroy or John Rahm's shoulders. You know, they're not they're not going to go out and start playing 35 weeks a year. They're, they're, if anything, they're reducing their schedule. So, um, yeah, how workable it is, I'm I'm certainly have my um, have my doubts. But obviously, I do think there are intentions to come together because. I think we all agree that that needs to happen and, and there needs to be some clarity and the uncertainty that, that's currently around is not good for the game. And, um, you know, I, I feel a little disillusioned with professional golf generally with where it's at at the moment and the direction it's heading in um, personally. And, I, and I'm sure maybe some others do feel the same, even in spite of the fact that we've never played for more prize money. So, um, you know, I think as a, as a fan as well, I, I, you want to see the top guys come together together more often and we need to try and make that happen as a, as a sport. Um, but there's quite a lot of politics involved, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Eddie, great to spend some time with you, mate. You've been really candid in your, your answers around some um, situation, and we, we do appreciate that. Now, let's get some clarity over this. Uh, you said you like a wine and a steak. Have you got your dining destination sorted for tonight before you have your first round tomorrow? Do you know what I do? I, and I'm actually going to rock pools tonight. So, um, oh. yeah, I'm not sure I should say that online. They'll have all the fan, fan girls there now, aren't I, outside the restaurant? 
I got photos with me, um, putting their bras at me. Uh, it's uh, no, I've been recommended it, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I went to a lovely restaurant last night called Hubert's, and yeah, we're going to do some nice food and, and wine. But any suggestions? Then be sure to tweet tweet me, and um, I'll try and I'll try and pick them up. Uh, that sounds good. Uh, Rockpool is magnificent, so we enjoy that, Eddie. And apparently, uh, the girls lining up already. Four deep is the word coming through there at Rockpool. <laughs> Okay. Oh, well, brilliant. Jim won't be best pleased. <laughs> Very good. Thanks, Ed. All the best for the tournament. Cheers. Thank you. Uh, there he is, Eddie Pepperell. He was good fun. That was that was good. I'm going to follow him with interest now over the court. And if you do want to go there and throw your bra at Eddie, uh, he'll be at Rockpool tonight. All right. Let's get ourselves to the news and then we're back with more.